today, Rinpoche began chapter 5, where we find all of the signs to show one if he or she has truly achieved single-pointed concentration and calm abiding. If these specific signs are not present, then you haven't. We can capture uh, some of the transmission, um, or all of the transmission, that we missed. Okay, dig some, Rinpoche. Yeah. Tuche. Then, then Nipa. Nipa de la Dene. Nipa de la Dene. Sene. Chibi Rimbala Sung. Tata. Sen. Chibi Rimbala Sung. Oh, they, they jipu sun down Lanji Rimba the Lama Sung. Oh, yeah. They Ted Kasung. Oh, yeah. Dene the Chishina Ngela La. Dixon. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, just we just realized that Rimbache had given some commentary and then I didn't do it. So, um, uh, anyway, if we were to divide the Buddha's teachings into three categories, we would divide them into the teachings for beings of three capacities. Uh, these relate to three different results. So if we look at the beginning category, the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity, this category of teachings is for beings who wish to achieve rebirth in the higher realms of cyclic existence. This practitioner engages in the practices of going for refuge to the three jewels of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and engages in ethical behavior that that uh, that uh, negates or abandons the ten non-virtuous activities and then acknowledges one's downfalls if he or she uh, makes a mistake. So this is called the teachings that are shared in common with beings of small capacity and through relying on these practices one is able to achieve a, a higher realm rebirth. So going for refuge, engaging in ethics that abandons the ten non-virtuous activities and acknowledging one's downfalls or confessing them as one uh, goes, goes through uh, one's practice. The next category, the teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity are the teachings for beings who wish to achieve nirvana or their own individual liberation. And these practices are the highest higher trainings, the three highest higher trainings, the highest higher training in ethics, concentration, and wisdom. And in dependence upon these three highest higher trainings, the practitioner is able to achieve nirvana or his or her own individual liberation. And the final category, the teachings for beings of great capacity, is for the practitioner who wishes to achieve complete Buddhahood. He or she engages in the practices just mentioned and then engages in the practice to generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta and then from that generation practices the six perfections. So in dependence upon these practices, this practitioner is able to achieve complete Buddhahood. So these are called the teachings shared in common with beings of three capacities, beginning with the teachings, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the teachings for, this. these are called the teachings for beings of three capacities, and they are the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity, the teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and the teachings for beings of great capacity. So this is how we would summarize all of Lord Buddha's teachings. So now we begin with chapter 5 uh, in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment where it says the stages in which the mental stages develop mental states develop. There are three categories. The actual stages in which the mental states develop, the process of achieving them with the six forces and how the four intentions are involved in this. Okay, Digsung Rinpoche. Tombola, that thing is a gumbitu, the gondua. Thing is a gumbitu. 
So here we're um, explaining the um, single-pointed concentration, Rinpoche is saying. This is the explanation of how single-pointed concentration occurs. Sheba 
Tabi 
Gobashi, Gobe, Saint Duba Gozo, Tetuala, Nadu Ninji, Ewan, Ewan, Nemesushine, Tela Motua, Sharashibi, Sanji, Doden Gobe, Saint Abadan, Toba Gude, Tenine, Shiji, Tosu Tube, Tubishero, Tendawa Chiba Lion, Mebala Ina Nudo Meba Temba Tambune Mebale Ina Mejibe Temba Gube Saint Sombadan Jiba Gude Tenine Temba Teniji Duba Yimbe Shiro Chiwatela Chiwatela Toma Saint Meba Dubadan Tabi Jimmyo,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的家人,我们的
Bear with me one moment here. <coughs> I have so much to read that if I can't really see it that well, it's... I'm going to have to get a different pair. That's a little better. Okay, mental placement. This entails thoroughly withdrawing your attention from all outside objects and directing it inwardly to the object of meditation. Maitreya is ornament for the Mahayana Sutra states, after you have directed your attention to the object of meditation, uh, number two, ex it means etc. Uh, number two, continuous placement. Your attention that was initially directed to the object of meditation does not stray elsewhere, but is continuously set upon the object of meditation, the ornament for the Mahayana Sutras. Its continuity is not distracted. Three, patched placement. If your attention is drawn away by forgetfulness and distracted outward, you recognize this and again fix it upon the object of meditation, the ornament of the Mahayana Sutras. Swiftly recognizing distraction, it is patched up again. Close placement, number four. Kamala Shila's first stages of meditation comments that with the precious mental state you recognize distraction and eliminate it. With this mental state you have eliminated distraction and with effort place your attention upon the object of meditation. Ratnakara Santi's instruction for the perfection of wisdom asserts that uh, your attention, which is by nature expansive, is repeatedly drawn in and refined, establishing even greater stability. This is in accord with the statement from the ornament for the Mahayana Sutras. The wise withdraw, withdraw their attention inward to, great, to ever greater levels. Asanga Shravaka levels explains the first mindfulness is applied and your attention does not stray outside. As the force of mind... As the force of mindfulness develops, forgetfulness does not create outward distraction, taming. Reflecting upon the advantages of concentration, you take delight in concentration. The ornament for the Mahayana Sutra is then because you see the advantages, your mind is tamed in concentration. The Shravaka levels comments that if your mind is distracted by the signs of any of the five sensory objects, a visual form and so on, of the three mental poisons, attachment, hostility and ignorance, or of a man or a woman, you regard these ten signs as disadvantages from the outset and do not let them scatter your mind. Pacification, regarding distraction as a fault, you quell many, any dislike for concentration. The ornament for Mahayana Sutras, because you see faults of distraction, you quell dislike for the meditation. The Shravaka levels asserts that if your meditation is disturbed by thoughts such as those concerning sensory objects and by secondary afflictions such as obstructions involving attraction to the sensory, you regard these from the beginning as disadvantageous and do not allow your attention to be drawn to their thoughts and secondary to your thoughts and secondary afflictions. Number seven, complete pacification. This entails the final pacification of the occurrence of attachment, melancholy, lethargy, sleepiness, etc. etc. The ornament for the Mahayana Sutras. As soon as attachment, melancholy, etc. arise, they are pacified. The Shravaka level says that if the thoughts and secondary afflictions mentioned earlier arise as a result of forgetfulness, you do not submit to all that appear, but eliminate them. Number eight, one-pointed attention. This entails exerting effort so that you engage the object of mental meditation effortlessly. The ornament for the Mahayana Sutras. Then one endowed with restraint and enthusiasm applies remedies for the obstacles to his or her mind and naturally achieves the ninth mental state. This is to be understood from the state of the Shravaka levels by means, means of application. You have no hindrance, and since you con continuously establish a flow of concentration, you make a single channel. Another term applied to the eighth mental state is single channeling, the meaning of which is 
easily understood. Number nine, balanced placement. According to Kamala Shila's stages of meditation, this refers to equanimity that occurs when your mind becomes balanced. Ratnakara Santi's instructions for the perfection of wisdom says this refers to spontaneous natural attention and the attainment of independence as a result of familiarity with single channeling. The ornament of the Mahayana Sutra states, these are... There is non-application due to familiarity with that. The Shravaka level says your mind is concentrated and the meaning of it is clearly stated in the same text. As a consequence of dedication, familiarization, and frequent practice, you reach the state of both spontaneous and natural attention. With no application and with with no application with spontaneity, your mind enters into a flow of concentration that is without distraction. In this way, it is concentrated. The names of the nine mental states are in accord with the lines in Kamala Shila's first stages of meditation. This path of meditative serenity is explained in the Perfection of Wisdom Sutras and so on. So sourcing it. Uh, B. Number two. The process of achieving them with the six forces. There are six forces. The force of hearing, the force of reflection, the force of mindfulness, the force of vigilance, force of enthusiasm, and the force of thorough acquaintance. The method of accomplishment, accomplishing the, na- the mental states with these forces is as follows. With the force of hearing, you accomplish mental placement. The reason for this is that due to following the instruction that you have merely heard from someone else, Uh, about focusing on the object of meditation. At first, you simply fix your attention upon the object, but but this is not a case of familiarity due to your own repeated reflection. With the force of reflection, you accomplish the mental state of continual placement for as a consequence of the practice of repeatedly reflecting on the continuation of the initial fixation of attention upon the object of meditation for the first time you achieve the ability to maintain a little continuity. With the force of mindfulness, you accomplish the mental states of patch placement and of close placement for, in the case of patch placement, when your attention is distracted away from the object of meditation, you are mindful of the previous object of meditation, your attention is drawn back in. In the case of close placement, you generate the power of mindfulness from the beginning, and this prevents your attention from being distracted away from the object of meditation. Number four, with the force of vigilance, you accomplish the mental states of taming and of pacification. Four, with vigilance, you recognize the faults of being scattered toward thoughts and the signs of the secondary afflictions, and by regarding them as faults, you do not let scattering towards these two occur. With the force of enthusiasm, you accomplish the mental states of complete pacification and of one-pointed attention. Four, by striving to eliminate even subtle thoughts and secondary afflictions, you do not submit to them. And by doing, by so doing, laxity, excitement, etc. are unable to interfere with your concentration. And you achieve continuous concentration. With the f- force of acquaintance, you accomplish the mental state with the force of acquaintance, you accomplish the mental state of balanced placement. For with the force of great familiarity with the above, you develop effortless, natural concentration. These accord exactly with the attended mean, intended meaning of Asanga Shravaka levels. So although there are alternative explanations, do not rely on them. The achievement of the ninth mental state can be understood in terms of analogy. In the case of those who are extremely familiar with reciting scriptures and so on, if the initial motivation is to recite 
the initial motivation to recite arises and they begin, even though their mind is occasionally distracted elsewhere, the recitation continues effortlessly without interruption. In a similar fashion, once your mind is settled with uh, is settled with mindfulness fixed upon the object of meditation even if you do not continually cultivate mindfulness and vigilance your concentration is able to focus continually for long periods of time without being interrupted by scattering since effort is not needed to maintain a continuous stream of mindfulness and vigilance this is said to be without application or effort for that to arise in an earlier phase of practice, you continually and energetically cultivate and practice, culti I'm sorry, energetically cultivate mindfulness and vigilance. During that phase, it is necessary to produce a concentration that can be sustained through long meditation sessions. Without, being, with it, without its being able to be disturbed by such hindrances as laxity and excitement. This is the eighth mental state. This is the ninth. Men the ninth. This and the ninth mental state are similar in that they cannot be hindered by factors such as laxity and excitement that are incompatible with concentration. However, in this eighth state, you must uninterruptedly cultivate mindfulness and vigilance. So it is said to be associated with application or effort. For this to arise, you must stop even subtle laxity, excitement, etc., as soon as they occur, without submitting to them, so the seventh mental state is necessary. For this to arise, you must recognize that the distraction of thoughts and the secondary afflictions is a disadvantage, and you must, must have intense vigilance that monitors your attention so that it does not disperse to them. So the fifth and sixth mental states are necessary for those who are accomplished with the strengthening of vigilance. Furthermore, for such mental states to arise, you must have mindfulness that swiftly recalls the object of meditation when you are distracted from it, and the mindfulness that prevents distraction from the object of meditation from the very outset. So the third and fourth mental states are necessary for you, for you accomplish these two with the two kinds of mindfulness. For this to arise, your attention must first of all be fixed upon the object of meditation, and, and you must have an undistracted continuation of this fixation. So the first two mental states arise before the others. So it's a, the, there are stages. Therefore, in summary, first of all, follow the personal instructions that have been heard and correctly apply the method for setting your attention in a balanced fashion. Then repeatedly reflect on the way of setting your attention. And as you are able to bring together a little continuity, sustain a continuous stream of attention. Then, if your mindfulness declines and you become distracted, swiftly draw your attention back in and quickly become mindful uh, that you have forgotten the object of meditation. Then generate mindful, powerful mindfulness and bring forth the force of mindfulness that prevents distraction away from the object of meditation from the outset. By accomplishing forceful mindfulness and by seeing the faults of laxity, excitement, etc., which distract the attention away from the object of meditation, develop intense vigilance intense vigilance to monitor your attention. Uh, then when you are distracted by even subtle forgetfulness, recognize this immediately and stop it short. And upon eliminating it, generate the power of effort to lengthen the flow of attention that is uninterrupted by hindrances. Once that has arisen, you master familiarity by meditating with effort and you accomplish the ninth mental state in which your concentration becomes effortless. Therefore, until yogis attain the mental 
uh, attain the ninth mental state, they must exert effort to apply their minds to concentration. But upon attaining the ninth mental state, even if they depend, um, even if they expend no effort for the purpose of settling the mind in meditative equipoise, uh, this their minds automatically become concentrated. Dixon, uh, you know, dene sem. Dene sem. Hashagula Tachimu,我们讲的是，这里讲的是，这些嘛都被，这把是念念呐，念啥呢？这都这边，那把嘛都被，也是叫啊，对的，这边都念出去，三年级被，三，过完的的啦。Nanjulamaji Dreaming Nyoranjubashibatanto Tingazutishabalane Cause 
ਸੇ ਗੋਬਲਾ ਨੇ ਪਰਿਆਂ ਮਚੇਚੀ ਸੁਆਇਆ ਜਿਸੇ ਜਿਸੇ ਤੇਮ ਤੇਮ ਗੋਬੇ ਸੁਆ ਮਬਨ ਜੋਬੇ ਇਜੀ ਇਜੀ ਜੋਗੋ ਹਨਾ ਸੇ ਤਾਵਨੀ ਜੀ ਕਜੋ ਛੇਬੇ ਛੇਬੇ ਜੋਬਾ ਛੇਬੇ ਜੋਬਾ ਯੋਲਾ ਸੇ ਬਾਬਾ ਨਾਈ ਕਜੋ ਨੇ ਕਜੋਆ ਡੀ ਗੋਬਾ ਇਹ ਬਾਲਾ ਤਾਮਨੀ ਲਾ ਛੇਜੀ ਜੋਬੀ ਇਹੀ ਇਹ ਬਮਚੇ ਬਨਾ ਬਾਬਾ ਨਾਲਾ ਜੀ ਦੇ ਜੋਬੀ ਜੀ ਇਹ ਬਮਚੇ ਮਜੇ ਮਜੇ ਬੱਚੀ ਜੀ ਸਨਾ ਸੇ ਤਾਮੋ ਨੀ ਨੇ ਸੇ ਦਿਨਾਂ ਜੇ ਤੋਂ ਰੋਆ ਤਾਂ ਤੇ ਰੋਆ ਨੀ ਸੇ ਜੇ ਤੋਂ ਰੋਆ ਤਾਂ ਤਰ ਰੋਆ ਨੀ ਸ਼ਮਾ ਚੇਰੇ ਲਾ ਬਵੰਗਲਾ ਬਵੰਗਲਾ ਨੇ ਦਿਨਾਂ ਜੇ ਲਾ ਨੇ ਬੱਚੇ ਰੇ ਯੂ ਸ਼ਮਾ ਲਾ ਦਿਨਾਂ ਜੀ ਬਾਜੇ ਵੀ ਥਾਨੇ ਜੇ ਲਾ ਹਮਲਾ ਮਾਜੇ ਦੋ ਤੀਸ਼ਰ ਨੀ ਗਲਾ ਜਿੰਦੂ ਜੋ ਬਈਓ ਬਨੇ ਡਰਮ ਡਰਮ ਜਾਂ ਕੋਸੋ ਚੀਜ਼ ਜੋ ਇਹ ਮੈਂ ਮੰਦਾਈ ਜਿੰਦੂ ਜੋ ਬਈਓ ਬਈ ਇਹੀ ਤੋ ਸੰਗਾ ਬੁੱਤੇ ਮਜਾ ਕੋ ਤਤਨਾ ਹਾਜੇ ਵੀ ਸੋਲਾ ਨੇ ਬਾ ਸੋਲਾ ਨੇ ਬਰਸੇ ਨੇ ਤੇ ਜਿੰਦੂ ਵੀ ਚੰਦੂ ਜਿੰਦੂ ਤੋ ਤੇਨਾ ਨੇ ਤੇਨਾ ਸ਼ਨੇਂ ਰੋਜੇ ਲੈਰਨੀ ਤਾਂ ਜੁਨੇ ਹਾਇਆਂ ਯੋ ਦੋਨਾ ਮਰੂ ਬਸੂ ਦੇ ਪਾਜੀ ਦੇ ਬਲੇ ਜਿਮਚੇ ਵੀ ਨੇ ਜੁਜੇ ਸਾਦਨ ਰੋਵਤਨ ਬਸ਼ਾ ਯਾਦ 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 ਸ਼ਿੰਗੇ ਸੋ ਸ਼ਿੰਗੇ ਸੋਨਾ ਸੁਬੇ ਮਜੀ ਮਜੁਦੇ ਨੇ ਜੂ ਚੁਲਾਂ ਤੇਜੀ ਤੋ ਛਵਾ ਮਾਤੂ ਤਾਂ ਮਜਾ ਸ਼ੇ ਸੋਸ ਬੱਚੀ ਜੂ ਜਾ ਬਸ Just make sure okay I I just I read a little further therefore until yogis attain the ninth mental state page 78 therefore until yogis attain the mind mental state they must exert effort to apply their minds to concentration but upon attaining the ninth mental state even if they expend no effort for the purpose of settling the mind in meditative equipoise their minds automatically become concentrated even in the case that this ninth mental state is attained if pliancy is not achieved then it will be explained later if you are not even uh, defined as attaining meditative serenity how much less are you defined as achieving insight nevertheless there are those who assert that when they 
when you achieve such concentration that is adorned with bliss, clarity, and non-discursive awareness, you have brought forth a non-discursive sublime wisdom that integrates meditative equipoise and the post-equipoise state. Further, as will be discussed later on, there are many great people who specifically confuse this ninth mental state described in Asanga Shravaka levels with the culmination of the stage of completion in the highest yoga tantra. Um, so um, even scholars have confused this, and later on, Lama Tsongkhapa will point, point this out. <clears throat> How the four attentions are involved in this. Right, let me just see where we are. The Shravaka level states, With respect to these nine mental states, know there are four types of attention. One, tight focus. Two, intermittent focus. Three, uninterrupted focus. Four, spontaneous focus. Now, in the first two mental states of mental placement and correct mental placement, i.e., continuous placement, there is attention, meaning that it is continuous. There's no wavering or movement from the object of observation. It's continuous. There isn't any, any break in that. Um, uh, there is the attention of tight focus. In the next five mental states of withdrawn placement, i.e. patched placement, close placement, taming, pacification, and complete pacification, there is the attention of intermittent focus. In the eighth mental state of single chanting, channeling, i.e. one-pointed attention, there is the attention of uninterrupted focus in the ninth state of concentrated awareness, i.e. balanced placement. There is the attention of effortlessness, i.e. spontaneous focus. So as a note, you can see here, without knowing what each of these words is defined as, within this context specifically, there's no way you would be able to understand single channeling. And, uh, you know, uh, here there's really, there was something I noticed that somebody just reading this that didn't understand it would really misunderstand um, where it says... Um, Attention of in where it's just it's just this So when we see in this eighth mental state of single channeling, so they use this word single channeling, it'd be easy to misunderstand it as channeling it from some other place, where here it's only referring to single-pointedly fixing on an object. So they're using this word single channeling. You could make up without this parentheses, which is in, not in the Tibetan, you could come up with anything that single channeling could mean. Um, so it's, that's why you have to really know what each word is defined as. During the, the first two mental states, the attention must be strenuously tight. So this is tight focus. Then during the phases of the next five mental states, there is interference by laxity and excitement, and you are unable to maintain long meditation sessions. So this is intermittent focus. Hold on one second. Let's see where we got to. Uh, so. Okay, I know where you are. Yeah. Um, 
then uh, then since the in the eighth mental state you are able to sustain long meditation sessions without interference by laxity excitement this is uninterrupted focus then since in the ninth mental state there are no interruptions and no need for continuous exertion you apply the attention of effortless focus so gets to the point where you don't have to exert yourself to single pointedly concentrate and once you have this calm abiding and you've reached this ninth mental state you can fixate on whatever you wish without exertion um, effortless focus qualm in this case during the first two mental states there is in there is interrupted focus and during the intermediate five mental states there is a need for tight focus so why does one not speak of attention of uninterrupted focus for the first two and the and of the attention of tight focus for the intermediate five mental states the response is in the first two mental states there are occasions when your mind is and is not concentrated with considerably long peri longer periods in the latter state whereas in the intermediate five states the duration of concentration is much longer so the designation of interruption to concentration is used for the latter and not for the former Therefore, although there, those two sets of mental states are similar in terms of presence of tight focus, they are dissimilar in terms of the presence and absence of uninterrupted focus, so the five mental states are not included in the attention of tight focus. Thus, after you have established yourself in the preconditions explained earlier, you will achieve serenity if you cultivate continual joyous perseverance for accomplishing concentration. But if you... But if after you practice this only a few times you discard the practice again, it is said you will not accomplish serenity. This, uh, thus Arya Shuri's Compendium of Perfection states, this is Lopun Bowel, with constant yoga, strive to accomplish meditative stabilization. If you repeatedly slack off, fire will not arise from friction. Likewise, do not stop thrive, striving at the method uh, likewise, do not stri stop striving at the method of yoga until you reach a special state. There might be a typo. If you repeatedly slack off, fire will not arise from friction. I think it might be without friction. Fire will not arise without friction. I'd have to look at the Tibetan closely, but I, if you look at, doesn't that make more sense? Um, Constant yoga, strive to accomplish meditative stabilization. If you repeatedly slack off, fire will not arise from friction, without friction. Well, I think, if you, I think they're saying if you, if you slack off, you're not going to get the friction. Right. Yeah. Mm, okay. It doesn't read like that, but that's what I think yeah. it means. 536. Uh, Dead Skurumche. Yang Yang Shin Wu So Chupa Majin Majority. Yeah, it's it's uh Yeah, it says if if you don't fire fire won't arise without friction. That's what it says in the Tibetan. I just read it. Okay. Uh Digsung the Gong Rimche the Triwa the Yanjerlo. Gom Gompishi. Yeah. Gombe, 
世話想袂少咯，是啊，為咱呢，我們就是這些呗。當然呢，第一聲，我把當那那幾年啦，這當老母，這當姐母出吧，母出吧，這來先生講，想袂少咯，先生問我來講，那你想做什麼？基本一般人都。因不，那些老几的三百吨一老下的，一老就不帮呢。三几的，他完了两毛多，一老下的，其实都六吨三，现在讲吧，马姐姐把都现在的技术准备，一老下吧一老，搞个是几把，第一次现在现在一弄。现在生活上的，大家来讲，都是工地阶段，电脑不保护。我那现在讲吧，马街边工，这个日子刚给，对吧？人现在，这个日子呢，对比看起，谁对吧？人的，看上去啥个，看上去，对了，现在当兵人都买起。买一些的，你都偷拿呢？那个吧，偷个一些咯。对比对比啥啦？现在有，现在就越讲，要不买家比啥银子，要不家比啥？我就比之前呢，就把买把当干的，出当新多养比，买住一些咯，得咋样？在太阳，在太阳晒阳光之类，其实都可能，都可能你了，你不知道吧？晒些，下了干的吧？干的比干起，现在自己把你呢，买些呢。得得了，天干子，天干子真的，就把买把糖，出到高温的，新多养把糖。对于我吧，六百一，六百一啦，六百拿，七百呢，他再买一，买一袋，对比看呢，俺这边你玩去，你玩三百，买不买一弄？先送走，他再拿，新都行吧，满足呢，他把那玩买太阳，三百多吧。让书记觉得，这样留下年度给学郎团结了，学郎团结同志都把单儿，他有这样子呢，现在把自己吧，下了心呢，我是觉得，我让我媳妇叫我，我那心都想把，走路得几条几条线呢？这土呢？土呢？呢？那时候，罗罗罗罗江，现在影响呢？这了新都江，这了新都江吧？呢？公里多嘞？新都江吧？刚新呢？六点三，那个来接，就就比十六点，三了来做龙安尼。
Debatanji, Sibilizeno, Shizumba, the Shiba Jao, Ludan Sengin, Nangalena, Ludan Sengi, Dubala, Jetan Dubajito, Kudumuron, Yella, Tinabo, Ludan Sengin to Jamba, Shinto Jamba, and Luzengi, Nangalena, Chay. Le The measure of successful cultivation of serenity. So if you have done all of these things and applied all of these um, levels and advices, then this is how you know whether or not you've achieved this calm abiding, the measure of the success. This is uh, kind of like what qualifies. Um, there's three sections. The presentation of the dividing line between accomplishing and not accomplishing meditative serenity. A general presentation of the way to proceed along the path on the basis of meditative serenity. And a specific presentation of the way to proceed along the mundane path, the ordinary being's path, non-aria path. A presentation of the dividing line between accomplishing and not accomplishing meditative serenity. This has two sections. A presentation of the actual meaning and the marks associated with attention and the elimination of qualms. A presentation of the actual meaning, qualm. Once you have properly understood the means of cultivating concentration as explained previously, and then sustain them in meditation, the mo nine mental states arise in sequence, and in the ninth state you are able to meditate for long sessions free of subtle laxity and excitement. Given that you have then achieved a concentration that becomes fixed and sponta focused spontaneously without resorting to the effort of continual cultivation of mindfulness and vigilance, have you achieved meditative serenity or not? Reply, I shall explain. In the achievement of this concentration, there are those who do and those who do not achieve pliancy. So if pliancy is not achieved, this would be an approximation of meditative serenity, but would not be genuine serenity. So a sign of meditative serenity or calm abiding is that you have mental and physical pliancy. Um, if you don't, then you don't have that. Um, uh, so if pliancy is not achieved, this would be an approximation of meditative serenity, like similar to it, but it's not it, would be, uh, but would not be genuine serenity. Thus it is called an attention that approximates meditative serenity. This is clearly stated in the sutra unraveling the intended meaning. Bhagavan, when bodhisattvas direct their attention inward and focus it upon their minds, what is this attention called for as long as physical and mental pliancy are not achieved? Matreya, this is not meditative serenity. You should say that it is associated with an aspiration that approximates meditative serenity. Matreya's ornament for the Mahayana Sutra states, As a consequence of familiarity, there is non-application. Then, upon achieving great pliancy of the body and mind, you are said to have attention. 
This is, in this instance, attention refers to meditative serenity, as will be explained below in a citation from Masanga Shravaka levels. Furthermore, Kamala Shila's second stages of meditation states that you must achieve both pliancy and the freedom to stabilize on the object of meditation. For you who have cultivated meditative serenity in this way, when your mind, body and mind become pliant and you have mastery over your mind in directing it as you wish, at that time know that you have accomplished serenity. Thus, Kamala Shila's first stages of meditation states, when your attention is focused on the object of meditation for as long as you wish, without resort to an antidote, know that you have perfected serenity. Second stages of meditation clearly indicates that the above citation also refers to the presence of pliancy. Furthermore, the equanimity explained in Maitreya's separation of the middle from extremes among the eight antidotes has the same meaning as the ninth mental state referred to here. It states that this alone does not suffice and you will need pliancy as well. Ratnakarasanti's instructions for the perfection of wisdom clearly states, the bodhisattvas dwelling alone in solitary places direct their attention to their intended object. Freeing themselves of mental conversation, they, frequent direct, they frequently direct their attention to the mental image till physical and mental pliancy arise. This is an attention that approximates serenity, but when they do arise, it is serenity. All these citations also establish the meaning of the sutra unraveling the intended meaning. Um, qu uh, question, well then, which of the nine levels incorporates the concentration in which pliancy has not yet arisen? Reply, this concentration is included in the level of the desire realm. This is because it is included in one of the nine levels of the three realms, and it is not at or above access to the first meditative stabilization. To achieve this access, it is certainly necessary to achieve serenity. Although there is such concentration without pliancy in the level of the desire realm, it is a concentration that is at a level without meditative equipoise. The reason why it is not presented as a level of equipoise is that it is not accomplished with lack of regret, supreme delight and bliss, and with pliancy. This is stated in Asanga's levels of yogic deeds. Why is it that this concentration alone is called the level of meditative equipoise and one-pointedness of, of the desire realm is not? Uh, uh, here is the reason. This concentration is accomplished with lack of regret, supreme delight, pliancy, and bliss. The concentration which functions in the desire realm is not like the concentration that does not function here. But it is not the case that in the desire realm there is no concentration on correct phenomena. Thus, without having a cheap pliancy, even when mindfulness is not continually maintained, your mind can automatically become non-discursive, and you can integrate this with all the activities of moving, walking, lying down, and sitting. This approximation of concentration is called the one-pointed mind of desire realm, but understand that it is not fit to be presented as a genuine meditative serenity. Um, one sec. Let me see where we got to. We got to 539. This is 539. Day on. 538. 539. Where? Anyone see where 540 starts? <laughs> Does anyone see a 540? It's like halfway down the page. There's a 540. Oh, I see it. Okay, thank you, my old eyes. I appreciate you. <coughs> Okay, so 540. So I read to here, physical. Okay, well then, 
Um, what are the means of achieving pliancy upon achieving it? How does it lead to serenity? Reply, pliancy is to be understood in accordance with the explanation in Asanga's compendium of knowledge. What is pliancy? It is a serviceability of the body and mind due to the cessation of the continuum of physical and mental dysfunctions and has the function of dispelling all obscuration. Physical and mental dysfunctions are the unfitness of your body and mind for being employed to cultivate virtue at will. Their remedies, physical and mental pliancy, entail great serviceability in terms of applying your body and mind to wholesome actions, for you are free of dysfunctions of both body and of the mind. Digson. Moa triolenja. Gare. Okay, triolenja. So we'll uh, do question uh, and answer now. Uh, so ending on page 82 at moreover. It's hard to read when you can't see that well. It gets such a headache now. Um, I had a question in regards to the bottom of page 78 when you were talking about the single channeling and how confusing it was. Could that be related to, like, if we had a radio station and you you put it on one station and there was no static? Sure. I mean, okay. you could... In the, you're just, we're just talking about the English word itself. Yeah. Um, it just it's just a word that they use to mean one pointed attention. Okay. So it's that just means that it's singly pointed on that. So if it says single channeling, it means that it's just singly pointed on one object. But mm -hmm. you could think of it like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. week um, you were saying that when someone achieves Buddhahood mm -hmm. they are free from the effects of karma but the Buddhists no, no oh. I never said that they just don't have any negative karma they don't have the cyclical karma they're free from that but they still have karma they're free from negative karma yes that's okay. true fact so they the don't Buddha, have any left okay so the Buddha in his physical form, still experience the physical death in that lifetime. So he dependently originated in that physical form and had to go through that physical death. How would that not be kind of a, not negative karma, but still the karma playing out of his existence? And so how does achieving this perfected wisdom and, you know, getting beyond all the, you know, the... Um, you know, all of those obs um, obstacles to omniscience or whatever the, the phraseology is, how does that free oneself literally from that physical process? So just real quickly, as before I ask, um, the Buddha di can't die. So if that being, Shakyamuni, was a Buddha, yeah. it was just a fake emanation showing, just like ending a life in a normal way, that we would see it as humans. But the Buddha did not experience a death. It was just an emanation. It was a fake death almost. But because the Buddha wouldn't live forever, you know what I mean? It, the Buddha is just operating within the confines so he doesn't look like some deity that could live forever. So the Buddha, if he was, if Buddha Shakyamuni at that 
time was a Buddha. It was just emanating a death. Like, you know what I mean? Showing a death. There was no death that really took place. Like a movie. Like Buddha right now could emanate a whole entire life, but be in a Buddha realm at the same time. Right. But remember we talked about a couple weeks ago that there's two tracks. The Hinayana track believes that. The Mahayana track believes that he was already a Buddha. He was already Buddha but still had to experience all the things. It was a movie. It's a movie. It's an emanation. And a Buddha can emanate as a rabbit if it's needed or a bridge if it's needed. You know what I mean? So we could all be Buddhas in essence and we're just playing out this movie. Absolutely. Well, uh, you would know it if you were. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be playing, you would know if you were a Buddha emanating doing this. You would be sitting there knowing you're a Buddha emanating all over the place. You're omniscient at that point. So it's not like we could all be Buddhas sitting here. We could be. I'm not, 100%, but everyone in this room but me could be a Buddha sitting here. But you, everyone in this room would know if they were Buddhas or not. Because I'm the only one who knows my own continuum. That's it. I'm, and then the Buddha. But if an omniscient being isn't around, I'm the only one besides an omniscient being that can know where I'm really at. And I know where I'm really at is not Buddhahood. But where everybody else is at is everybody else's determination. Kon triwa de de shacha tupa de de kon de loju kon dronson. Yene then then Dugnyel Dan Drapo Kongitsampa then the Sanjay Dugnyel Danjel Yomare Gangin Kon Shison Then Ye Labson Sanjay Dromason the Tut Chupa Dan Drapo Du Yene the the She Nyone Yomare Gangin Sena the Sanjay She Tu She Chuk Chumare Then a the the Nyone Rimbache She Tutemaris Less so. Uh, so the Buddha, if one is a Buddha, he or she has abandoned death, has no longer has the um, imprint to be killed by. You know what I mean? The, the Lord of Death imprint, the things that we have that will end our lifespan, the Buddha doesn't have that any longer. The Buddha is in complete control at all times of that. So if the Buddha, if there is a one of, say, is a Buddha. One of, someone in this room is a Buddha and dies. It was a choice to act in accordance with the rest of the world, to not look like a superior, special entity. But the Buddha does not have the karma to die. Rinpoche said he presents a death, but it isn't a death. But it depends on the track. The the teme tsampa, the shacha tupa, the dojiden shanchu. So I was just telling Rinpoche what I said is that in the Hinayana track, there, this is the, the life story of the Buddha is the way it happened. That the Buddha in that lifetime, uh, through the imprints that he had, uh, saw the sick and saw the death and made him go want to practice and then uh, achieve the final liberation under the Bodhi tree. That's the Hinayana view that that was the Buddha's last lifetime. Um, but the Mahayana believes that that was just an emanation of a lifetime by a Buddha. Just emanating a lifetime. Showing a lifetime. But so at some point you would have had to 
absolutely. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But the Mahayanists believe that there was just way too many, like, perfect... Then he saw a sick person. Then he saw a dying person. It was like there was a teaching in every step of the Buddha's life. Then he looks outside. Then he goes to the mountains and finds out all of these practices don't work. And then he finds out this works. And you know what I mean? So the Mahayanists believe it was all just strategically emanated to teach. The Buddha won't emanate unless it's to do something beneficial. It can't. Because of compassion that the Buddha has, it's what pushes the emanations out. And the Buddha can't show up unless there's a need to help. So that's the connection, is the need to help. The compassion is om omniscient. So when there's a need, the Buddha can see it at all times. Ted's got a question. seemed like you said that Buddha can live in this human, if he chose to live in a human form as long as he, he, Truth. he wanted to. Nagarjuna, uh, 900 years. Yeah, as long as you want, 900 years, but uh, there is limitations of the karma, so they, then that would violate karma. No, there's no limitation to the karma. The Buddha doesn't have the karma to die. Right, but also the Buddha can emanate as a human, but it's not yeah, a real human. human. It's a Buddha human. Buddha human, but as in Buddha Shakyamuni. Right. So to say that Buddha Shakyamuni had the ability to control karma, to make that karma. The Buddha live didn't have forever, the karma to die. There wasn't controlling karma, anything. But that emanation, implying that emanation could live forever. Yes. Would be uh, against the law of karma. Absolutely not. It's well, against the law of misunderstanding. Kongit Sampa, the Shacha, the lay, Shacha Tupa lay yure. And Kongit Sampa, the Shacha Tupa madrona lay dangelwa. The Yomare. Shacha Tupa shi pakcha yomare. Sopun yomare. The drongi shege sopun yomare. Dan Sunsan, Jumena Japo yomare. So the, Bu the Buddha Shakyamuni no longer has any kind of imprint within his continuum that can create a death. There's no longer, the karma is internal. Karma just means action. So the Buddha, I'm, I'm translating Rinpoche's saying, the Buddha no longer has the cause, so the effect can't happen. The Buddha has abandoned the cause, which is the, the karma of death. And because the Mara of death isn't there, the Mara of death can't occur. So if the cause isn't, Rinpoche said, the cause isn't there, the effect can't occur. So the Buddha Shakyamuni, <coughs> karma is one's own karma. There's no law of karma. It's a karma is one's own action. Either you have a seed to have an experience, or you don't have a seed to an ex have an experience. The Buddha no longer has any seeds whatsoever to have any kind of negative experience, so therefore the result can't happen because there's no cause for any of it to occur. So that's all it is. Yeah. So and Buddha emanates as a uh, bridge or as a rabbit. Rabbits can't live forever. That's just science. It's a Buddha and rabbit. That, that's, that's a law. It's not a real rabbit. It's a it's fake a rabbit. It's a law of physics. The Buddha could disappear two seconds after. A real rabbit can't right. so, emanate and then disappear. It's a magic that rabbit, Ted. Form, that physical it's a form. magic rabbit. It's not a real regular science rabbit. It's not a rabbit hop. It's a magic <coughs> rabbit. 
It's an emanated rabbit. We're talking about a rabbit that's emanated from another world. That's the kind of rabbit we're talking about. It's em a Buddha is sitting there and says, oh my God, the world needs a rabbit. And then emanates a magic rabbit. Or a bridge. Or a bridge. bridge. And so then as soon as that need is no longer there, that magic rabbit doesn't need to die. It can just disappear. It, you know what I'm trying to say? It's an emanation. It's a... The the Sanjay the Ribong Sanjay Ribong Trupa the Ted did Sampa the Ribong did Zambaling Ribong Yure the Ribong Lochi Ni Sum Shigado the Nune the Ribong the Lo Loja Ribong Mindu then the Sanjay the Ribong True then the the Sanjay Shigare Gangin Sena Ribong Loja Ribong Lo Lo Yomare then Sanjay, the ribbon truna, the ribbon gi the low. Good to son. The key, the key cache, the low ju degadu. Then the Sanjay, key true truna, the Sanjay, the low ja de tugumari, gangin sen a key, low ju tugdu. Then then yone, and then yone. Nge this segadu. Nge the Sanjay, the key true, karma cheek, karma nipa. Trugumare, the shigumare, true kasong, true kasong, shimasong, true kasong. Then you know, that's it. Lock, I'm gonna send it. Then the Kongi Tsampa nga kanga nge lasong. Kong Konsu Tsampa, the nge tsalo, chiran tsalo yomare. That's a little manga laro na. Soji shirai yomares. Less so. Showa bonsares. Less so. Then the Sanjay ribong ribong yen, Sanjay yen. Sanjay jubi ribong the ribong ma hilao. So the uh, emanation of a Buddha rabbit is not a rabbit, Rinpoche said. It's a Buddha. So Rinpoche said also, he said a couple other things. He said that uh, it, if the karma to die is no longer there, but then the, the, the being that's emanating can't die. So but he's still a, projecting himself into a world that has laws. And one it's of those not. Laws it's not. Death. He's the laws are the world's laws. They are the Buddha isn't right. isn't subject to these. There aren't really laws. First of all, the world doesn't have like fixed laws well, birth, old age, because a Buddha death. can fly. A Buddha could go through the ground. So if we believe in any of this, there aren't fixed laws because everything's empty. There are things that are concordant and that occur in a certain way, but there's also magic that's occurring. Well, I'm calling it magic because that's the only thing that we can kind of so comprehend it as. the Buddhists make their own rules or they just transcend natural laws and stuff like that? The Buddhists make their own rules because they can. The Buddhists only have virtuous imprints. They have, so say you have only, so right now I have this bank, right? This is a, like a Chittamantran way of saying it, but say I have this bank. I got bad stuff in this bank, and I have good stuff in this bank. Whenever in my life I have some kind of condition that connects with one of these bank items, then I experience what is there. So if it connects to something good in my bank, then I have a good time. If it connects to something bad in my bank, then I have a bad time. Dying's bad, sickness is bad, you know, considered yeah. bad time. Yeah. A Buddha has gotten rid of all the bad bank stuff. Right. There's only good bank. Uh -huh. Only good there. So the only thing that can happen is happiness. So the other thing that the Buddha has in the continuum is the bodhicitta, which is 
to become a Buddha for the sake of sentient beings and the compassion. So the Buddha has no choice. If the only thing the Buddha isn't independent in is the Buddha can't not help. Because the Buddha's compassion, if there's a sentient being still that suffers, the Buddha is no control over not helping. So the Buddha is forced by his or her compassion to help. Okay, I, I you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's only good things that can happen to the Buddha. The Buddha knows everything. The Buddha's omniscient. So the Buddha knows everything. Nothing bad can happen. And the Buddha has the ability to emanate, which breaks the law of right. normalcy. Natural, natural. Yeah, that okay. breaks natural law. Right. So okay. the sense. Buddha has these abilities, and it just comes with becoming a Buddha. Okay. So there, everyone in this, the whole world but me right now could be a Buddha rooting for me. Yeah, for you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Like you could all be just like <laughs> manipulating my world to try to make me see whatever I need to see because you can't change my karma. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm a little. That last part was a little confusing. <laughs> Are you? Is it true? I just wanted to ask. <laughs> I this hope so. Another question. I'm tired. Um, what is the karma that you do? You know, like if you kill someone, you have a short life. Yes. I was wondering, what is the cause of illness? Uh, the con the the may the suchuna may the seitun. Then a natsa jugare. Lay. Lay Natsa. Then a Megewa Data, the Sansan, the Gombolodru. The Natsa, the Jugare. Maybe Katsapo. Long Tsapo. Chishina. Nge Jason. The Yure. Yine Yure. Uh, he says it um, a misdeed of some sort, some kind of a non-virtue. He wasn't giving any specificity. Okay. Just but said a non-virtue. Okay. So it's not like I read that in like the law or something where like you stick, like you bother animals' home. Yeah, that can make you become a refugee. If you like, uh, say you move like a bug out of its home, it can in your future life make you become a refugee or make you become homeless. I've seen that. I mean, there's definitely specificity in the text. If you look at Nagarjuna's um, Precious Garland and Letter to a Friend, you'll find all of the connecting things. Like, because of this, this happens. Because of that, that happens. But there's also texts that say that those were all just written because we're so curious. They had to tell us something. And that karma is so much more complex than that, that it really, you couldn't just say it. Like, yeah, it's just so much more complex. And there's such subtle, there's so many different levels that uh, sometimes it says that the Buddha just needed to kind of give us... That's what they say about the cosmology and the, like, you know how we've disproven, like a lot of the, the science has disproven a lot of the Abhidharma. A lot of scholars say that it was just taught to, like, enough. Yeah, this is the way, the world's this way, that's out there, that's out there, and that's out there. Because it, because it didn't matter, ultimately. Because it doesn't help you get enlightened if you know where Mars is or not. So anyway, so there's a, it was like giving a bone to those who needed an answer so that they could move on to what was more important. That's some scholars think that. That's not the thought of the Buddhist center here or... <laughs> People want answers. So if you're 
walking along and you see this really gorgeous butterfly that comes up to you and you turn to your friend and you say, oh, look, I want to show you, look at it, it's literally gone. We're calling this a butterfly? Okay, well, I'll call it a butterfly. Well, I'm, I'm joking. Saying, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm being funny. I'm being funny. No one's laughing, so no one got my joke. So when I turn to a friend, I say, look at this, and I turn, and it's gone. It hasn't gone away. It's just gone. Does that mean I was visited by the Buddha as a teaching, maybe to focus on beauty or a Ooh, message? could, but uh, is that mean that? That'd be, that's a rough one. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so a butterfly comes. Yep. And you see its beauty, mm -hmm. and then it goes away. It doesn't fly away. It's just I turn to a friend and say, "Look at this," and I turn back. It's gone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the the book, the ninjepo book, the mingare, the butterfly, the the chembo yure, kadok mambo, the bu, the mingare, the the bu bu like the the dandar, kadok mambo, the bud. Boo, boo, ninjepo boo, ninjepo boo. Hey, the mingare, the bude, kadok, kadok tan kadok. Okay. Then a con con sampa bude shere ninjepo do. Then a sansan the bulena con sampa. Oh, ninjepo do. Then they con trouble la the the boo shere ninjepo do darona. Then they the boo yomare the chick shena sanje yen. Gangin sena sanje the con ninjepo tsanlo dango. Then sanje the trison. Hakoma. Sanje chuba the nyongse bares. Yongse. Siba siba. Siba. I see. So yeah, it's possible. Um, so there's Sipa and Misipa. So Sipa means it's possible that it is an emanation of a Buddha. Not saying it is. It's just saying that, yes, it is possible that that's an occurrence of that. The Buddha shows up when you need to be taught something. And that doesn't mean the Four Noble Truths. It could be a very simple thing. Get on the mic. Get on the mic. Did you uh, have a question? Oh, I'm going to wait. Okay. Lich says it's good, so we're okay. Um, I wanted to know, with regards to illness, can a Buddha manifest and take on an illness for the benefit of others? Yes. Uh, do you take on someone else's illness, you mean? Yes. No. Or for the many, take for away many their illness? No. Okay. Do you, mean, do you mean, can they get, like, if they want to show the world, I'm no. sick, and you need to help me and get good karma by helping me? Like, for instance, let me give an example of what I mean. Some would say that a teacher gets older so that the students can accumulate virtue of helping him or her and that is pretending to be blind so they need someone to help them guide them around but maybe ultimately isn't maybe this you know when they go to the test the science they can you know be blind but their their whole point is to have others accumulate virtue because a buddha's or bodhisattva's whole point is to help others in whatever way he they can 
at whatever level they can. So they can manifest an illness, but could they take away someone's no. illness? No, for, for the benefit of others, meaning to either teach them how to deal with the suffering of that illness, to teach them how to be more compassionate in treating them with that, who has that illness, any way to benefit others. To take on an illness that many people in our in whatever society the Buddha is in yeah. are suffering from yes. in order to benefit those people in that society to learn how whatever they need to learn. The, San, the Sanjay, the Pemba uh, Tsangodana, the Natsa, the Lentudwe, the Sanjay Chikshena, the May Mambo Cancer Natsa Yure, and then Sanjay Sampa, Nga Cancer Yena, Nga Consul Ropa Chegore, the Sanjay Cancer Lentudwe. Nyune, Cancer Nyune, Yomar, Yene, Trupi Cancer. Trupi Cancer. ゲンサンパチュピキンセルでだシパミシパヨマレイネイデチャンサンラガリベソンジェリガジュサンジェサンジェサンジェチュパデネイデチキコンギチコンギチュワデメンマンボナツァイユレチキシナデゼナツァデ
ไงซัมบะดิซันเจยังคอนนาซะยอมาเรดิคอนยุเนยนาซะยุเนยอมาเรงะคอนโรปะเชกมาเรคอนดิปะซากะเรกังยินเซนะคอนโรปะเชกม